This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hi, this is John Dorsey, co-executive producer of Superhuman Public Radio and the voice of Ethan Schwartz. I wanted to talk to you about a new sponsor of SPR. The series is called The White Vault a horror audio drama set in a remote Arctic outpost and the records of the team sent to repair the station. Now, if you're fans of H.P. Lovecraft's At the Mountains of Madness, this show is for you. Now, this series is complete, so if you're looking for something with a definitive end, check them out today. Find them on your favorite podcasting app or at thewhitevault.com. Now, on to the show. This is SPR. New Slovakia has been overtaken by super-intelligent chimpanzees in a landslide election. The new free primate government has promised increased spending on education and public health. Prime Minister-elect Kiko said in a... Apologies. We turn now to Stephen Singh. Breaking news. The masked vigilante Red Canary has taken the Heroic Legion's National Data Center and its employees hostage. The Heroic Legion is working with local law enforcement to negotiate the safe release of their staff, but reports suggest that Red Canary has fortified her position, meaning this crisis may continue into the next several hours. Red Canary has released the following recording from inside the data center. The citizens of the United States Your media may tell you that I am a criminal, but the real crimes are being done right here by your heroic legion. While all of you salivate over the idea of their tiny new building, the heroic legion has been grabbing you blind. Not money, oh no. They want the secrets of your genetic code. They are stockpiling information on anyone with powers. Thousands of illegal data points for their harrowing machine. Today, I'm going to show you what's under the Legion's mask. The Heroic Legion has denied these accusations. Legion leader Ian Barracuda made this statement to the press. While the Heroic Legion maintains records on its active heroes, the Legion has and will always be committed to the security and privacy of those we protect. The Legion will investigate these charges fully. Once this situation has been resolved and our staff released safely from the clutches of this villainous rogue. We will update you as this story develops. That was Stephen Singh reporting from Washington. It's 72 degrees here in Paradise City. Coming up next, we enter the speech bubble. From JDHC Houston, this is the Speech Bubble. I'm Kelly Close. When I was a kid growing up in Texas, we had a golden retriever named Thurston. Both my parents worked, so I spent more time with him than I did with anybody else. I told him my hopes, my dreams, my fears. I always liked to imagine what it would sound like if he could talk back. 
Our guest today doesn't have to wonder because of his extraordinary power. Genus, famous for his ability to speak with animals. He brings us this poem from his upcoming collection. The majestic falcon lives on the breeze. Guide feathers test for warm air. They glide there through dark clouds and strike down like thunder. The falcon's spirit is alive like fire. And every falcon I've ever met is a goddamn liar. Eagles lie, buzzards lie, pigeons lie too. Peacocks are well named because they're huge dicks. Owls are freaking morons who are only wise if you compare them to albatrosses who wouldn't find water if they fell in the ocean. <clears throat> Hawks catcall your girlfriend. Geese, I despise. Ducks call out discouraging barbs about your weight while you're trying to jog in the off-season. Jesus, man, I'm trying here, Daniel. It's been a hard winter. And falcons will lie. Just birds. I hate them. I hate all birds. I just want them all to die. Die, die, die. Because they all lie, 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 lie. And he joins us in the studio today. Hello, Genus. Hi. So, it seems like you don't much care for birds. Parrots are right, sometimes. That's strange, because in folk stories, talking animals are always these sage creatures. Uh, that hasn't been your experience, though? Let me tell you a little bit about it. In storybooks, animals speak with Cambridge accents and these haughty knowing manners... But animals, for the most part, they just say what's on their mind. And you know what that is? Food, hot, danger, food. If you ever wondered what's on your pet's mind, it's almost always this. Hey, when's dinner? It's not that they couldn't say interesting things about the nature of man. It's just they don't give a shit. They're driven by more simple motivations. They mostly don't have the imagination for all that big talk. Dogs want to eat, cats sleep, and birds lie for no reason. Just part of who they are. And this is all birds. We have time for a story. Actually, my producer is... The year is 2008. Dr. Slaughter pinned in his lair. His robot spider thing, you know, it was destroyed. Plan foiled. This was my moment. I felt it. I mean, in this business, you really only get so many chances to take down a tier one villain like that. So what does he do? He blows the whole place up. Fire everywhere. My two hounds, Canis and Lupus, pulled me out of the roast just in time. The doctor had vanished. But just outside was a murder of crows. Uh, crows, usually they're fine, intelligent, reward-motivated. They understand that keystone of interspecies cooperation, the bribe. So I called them to me and asked for their help in the search. Their leader, skew up! agrees to show me the path of a flying man who came through the treetops. One of the crevices nearby, Skewer, tells me. Man of Allah, speak the tongue. We will lead you to your quarry, and in return, you bring us seeds. You know, the typical deal. So, they take me along. We come to this crack, barely wide enough for me to squeeze through. I take off my kit, get my legs through. I'm down to my waist, wandering, and Skewer, he flies off. Fine, whatever. My feet touch the bottom, 
and I get in there and yak piss. Big flat underside of a rock. Canis and lupus, they smell nothing. Eventually, after I search all the sides of it, I squeeze my way out and then I see it. The crows had stolen my freaking backpack. And those are one of the most trustworthy kinds of bird there is. There's your Aesop's fable right there, Kelly. Don't trust a bird. Well, there you have it. Genus, the 2004 winner of the Nobel Prize for Conservation. For the Speech Bubble, I'm Kelly Close. Support for SPR comes from Reader Parker. We all know how hard it is to shop for glasses when you've got lasers shooting out of your eyes. That's why here at Reader Parker, it's our mission to bring you boutique quality eye care for those with optic blasts. Just head to our website, choose five optic harnesses, and they will be delivered right to your door. Keep the one you love and send back the rest. Reader Parker, helping you focus on what's important without incinerating it to dust. From SBR News, I'm Deirdre Wilson, sitting in for Stephen Singh. The president joined Prince Nokov at the D20 conference in Berlin today to announce a joint resolution on artificial intelligence. The meeting marked the first friendly relations between the United States and Zarpathia since the latter was accused of continuing research into AI. Prince Nokov has repeatedly denied accusations that he has created androids capable of beating the Turing test a practice outlawed by the Asimov Accords of 1942. President Ames has defended the prince, tweeting, quote, Prince Nokov is a great guy who has gotten a bad rap. Hashtag D20. Hashtag no robot. Hashtag world peace. The heroic legion and allied intelligence communities have condemned the president's remarks and reaffirmed their joint opposition to Zarpathia and its leader, calling Prince Nokov a ruthless homicidal dictator. That was Deirdre Wilson reporting from Washington. It's 72 degrees here in Paradise City. Coming up next is 100% Invisible. This is 100% Invisible. I'm Aries Greco. Earlier this week, I pulled a book from my shelves that fascinated me as a child. The Thousand and One Prophecies of Theodamus. In the 17th century, before the world had a language to describe superpowers, Theo of Nostradam was famous for his gift of prophecy. During his lifetime, he warned the Holy Roman Emperor Frederick III of countless disasters and assassination attempts. At the time, people in the court called his gift dark magic. And the cure for magic back then was a large bonfire. So. He began to keep his prophecies to himself, writing them into his journal in code. Nearly 500 years later, the book was properly translated at the Technical University of Munich. What the German government found was a warning of disaster. A warning of every disaster. So, in the interest of humanity, they warned the heroic legion of the next supermassive level event. You will remember this event as the failure in Cairo. taken full responsibility for the failure to contain Hecaton village.
The book had warned of an ancient king that would be reborn in the winter of 6254 and lay waste to the world. According to the book's translator, Theo had used the Egyptian calendar, making the date the winter of 2012. The goal was to destroy the lich before he reanimated. This is a snippet of the interview Iron Barracuda, leader of the Heroic Legion, had with SPR following the incident. With the help of the Egyptian government, Legion experts had successfully discovered the location of Akhenaton's tomb. Unfortunately, as our team of experts was securing the sarcophagus, there was unintended damage to the seals finding the ancient horror. That team was turned into scarabs. And you know what happened next. Do you believe, if the Legion had never taken action, that this disaster could have been avoided? Miss Barracuda? Hmm. No comment. This is the problem with prophecy. By heeding their warning, you might be ensuring the very calamity they warn of. But by doing nothing, you risk catastrophe. It's a problem we've had with technology since the dawn of time. We use a new technology without ever considering if we should use it. This is Cara Cavalier, translator of the Thousand and One Prophecies of Theodamus. The following is from her first interview after decoding Theo's cipher in 2011. A very distranslation of Theo's book will set off an arms race across the world, with almost every major power seeking their own source of the future. Now, in 2021, the United States has the AI Franklin, the EU classified the translation of the Thousand and One Prophecies of Theodamus, China has linked three of their most powerful psychics to create a premonition engine, and Russia has the equation of the super mathematician Tao. The list goes on and on with unconfirmed rumors of precognitive painters, prophets, and ancient tablets being sold on the black market. We track Cara Cavalier down at the University of St. Andrews where she teaches the science behind precognition. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you for having me. There is an irony with your prediction about prophecy coming true, isn't there? I'm certainly not happy to be correct. In light of these countries' fierce pursuit of prophets, do you ever see the world responsibly using prophecy? No. My research leads me to believe that every prophecy is self-fulfilling. Before I had translated Theo's book, we knew nothing about the lake. It was our attempt to stop him that led to his release. We will never know if this would have happened naturally. And now all I can think about is the other warnings within those pages. Some never came to pass. I had initially chalked it up to not knowing the context. But now I'm sure it is because no one had acted on them. I am reminded of Oppenheimer after the creation of the atomic bomb. I have created an arms race without an end. And what would you do with the sources of prophecy that exist today? I would throw them into a fire and be done with it. The future does not belong to us. The future comes for us. We belong to it, not the other way around. I still have my copy of Theo's book, which is, of course, useless without the cipher Kara developed. I often gaze upon the cryptic symbols within it, wondering if I am named anywhere in its pages. My favorite place to read it is in my wingback chair by my fireplace. Special thanks to Kara Cavalier and the whole 100% Invisible team. Kara has a new book coming out entitled Theo and Me about her years translating his book of prophecies. Look for it at your local bookseller. 
we will be back next time with more stories of design. Live from SBR News, I'm Deirdre Wilson. We have an important update on the hostage situation at the Heroic Legion Data Center. We go to Stephen Singh on location. Stephen. Thanks, Deirdre. There's still 13 hostages in the secure vault of the data center with no end to the standoff in sight. Oh, wait. I see Quantum, the ultimate speedster! The hostages have been rescued. Remarkable. It seems Quantum was able to disarm the bombs after triggering them, but before they were detonated. The hostages are all right and now in the hands of medical professionals after suffering minor friction burns from traveling at Mach 2. It seems that Red Canary had kept them safe and comfortable during her attempt to hack into the data center. And what of Red Canary? Ah. Uh, Steven? Um. Uh, uh, it seems that there is a, a slight satellite delay. Red Canary is, of course, an incredibly polarizing thing. And Red Canary is in police custody. It is curious. Red Canary has insisted that she only wanted to draw public attention to the matter. Given her intentions and the care given to the hostages, Quantum has asked authorities for leniency. And what about the hack itself? Canary's claims are interesting. It does seem that the hack was not completed, but I am told Quantum has resolved to investigate the matter to its fullest extent. It's very... the claims Red Canary has made seem to... Stephen? Yes, sorry. We will continue to cover that aspect of the story as it develops, rest assured. Quantum and all of us at SPR will uncover any wrongdoing, if it exists. And thank you, Stephen Singh. That was Stephen Singh reporting from Lenore, North Carolina. Today's show was written and produced by John Dorsey and Maximilian Clark, with additional producing by Brendan Sokler and Carla Lerner. This episode features the talents of Al Pagano, Amanda Sykes, Carla Lerner Montero, Connor Maroney, Danielle Cohn, Elkie Reed, Lawrence Davis, Moni Aliamad, Robin Maple, Sean Ahmed, Tiffany Clifton, and the SPR Players, with special thanks to Brenna Kaleen. The SPR main theme was composed by Rock Lee. Other themes were composed by Stephen Munoz. SPR is directed and edited by Maximilian Clark. SPR is supported by listeners like you. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review. You can also support SPR by heading to Patreon.com and looking up Superhuman Public Radio. Patrons get access to ad-free episodes, interviews, and behind-the-scenes content. For more, head to SuperhumanPublicRadio.com. Coming up in the next hour, what are Spider Dan's webs made of? The answer may shock you. We'll head to the SPR Test Kitchen to investigate. This is SPR. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Forgive me, Father. For I've sinned. It's been six months. Since my last confession. What would you like to confess today? I have decades of failings. I could recap here. Today, I want to confess the worst thing I've ever done. Uh, okay. Uh, lots to unpack here. I can be kind of a crap husband. I took eight years of my life and lit it on fire in a matter of five hours. So I did what any self-respecting father would do. I, um, 
lightly dosed as Gatorade with a powerful laxative. And I guess sorry for making out in the confessional. Since confession is about talking to God, I felt he had a right to know what you've done. What I've done? What did I do? Are you kidding? Do you love Emily? What the hell kind of question is that? Well, you're not going to absolve me? That's the whole point. Please leave the sacrament to the professionals. Where do you get off talking to me like this? <clears throat> Excuse me? What the f- Who is there? Forgive Me, a comedy podcast from Rogue Dialogue.